This episode of Toes on the Line is brought to you by Thorn. Thorn has the most extensive line of NSF certified for sport products. To receive 20% off any Thorn product, simply go to my website, coachgeograssi.com, and become a subscriber. Welcome to the Toes in the Line podcast. I'm Gio Grassi, and I'm bringing to you my little brother from the Bronx, New York, out there in Fordham, stuck in a dungeon waiting room somewhere. <laughs> Steve Giorgio. Oh, Steve, I've been wanting you to get on this thing for a while, man. But you know, you know me, I BS too much. You know me more than anyone, I'll be honest, because I can't lie on the podcast when I got you on. Right? BS too much. Haven't had time to really sit down and want to get you on here just because, you know, a lot of shit going on, moving parts and whatnot. But Listen, man, thanks for making the time finally, man. You want to do everything at nighttime. I like to do everything in the morning. That's how we roll, man. Well, listen, man, I, I appreciate you. And uh, I just hope that we could stay on topic. I'm sure we're going to go off the topic a little bit, but uh, I hope we can stay on topic. Number one, number two, I'll, I'll stay. There's not, I like doing a podcast. I don't mind it, but there's not too many podcasts that I would ask to be on, but I definitely asked to be on this podcast many different times. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you did. And my bad for taking two years to finally get you on. But I got you on, and that's all that matters now, man. But uh, Better late I, than never. Yeah, no, better late than never. You're definitely right now. Since I left the Bronx, right, you, you've, you've managed to carry on with that internship program, which is doing, you know, phenomenal. I mean, I see what you guys um, put out on the gram. It's great. You guys get former athletes to want to work for you. And I, and I remember I was talking to Gil about this a while ago. It was just about the culture that we developed in the weight room that just made kids love training regardless of, you know, if you're, if you're a starter or not, regardless if you're, I hate to say it, regardless if you're winning games or not, this just doesn't deter anyone's like drive in the weight room. And I think that culture speaks volumes to how you guys are, you know, managed to get former athletes to want to come intern for you and whatnot. And I just think you guys are doing a great job still. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. And, and, you know, I, I think I would definitely be remiss if, if I didn't give you credit for, you know, the internship program, I'm going to say it that we built together, uh, you know, writing through the Excel, Excel document and everything like that. But yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I always want to be a part of that staff and be a part of that program and that weight room that the athletes enjoy going to. And I always want to have that, that room on campus that the athletes like to, you know, show up early to, because this way we can have a little conversation or maybe they stay a little bit later. Um, you know, and actually, as we speak right now, we got athletes just kind of, in the office, just hanging out and we're just talking. I, I think it's good. I, I think it's good. Um, a, it shows that they enjoy the weight room and that they're actually learning something and hopefully learning lifelong lessons. But then B, they get to see the human side of you as a strength addition coach. You're not just that 60 minute coach that I see for a little bit and then I leave and forget about for the rest of the day. Like you could really have an impact, you know, in that student athlete's life, which is the best part of the job by far. Now, hell yeah, it is, bro. Now, I, I still I still talk to kids at four. I mean, it's pretty dope because when you when you do develop that relationship with the kids, it's kind of like, you know, once you're done being an employee or a coach to them, you're almost like a mentor and like a friend at some point. Not like a buddy, buddy friend, but you know what I'm saying, right? Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, we definitely have that culture set in stone now. And, you know, I, I think it's a, it was a team effort. Absolutely. Everybody it was Coach Gill. It was you. It was Coach Greer. Uh, and, you know, hopefully I give just kind of one percent to that. But you know, with that being said, it's it's nice to have a student athlete that then becomes an intern for multiple different reasons. I'd probably say the biggest reason is that they know the structure. They kind of already have this framework down. They probably already have warm-ups memorized. And it kind of makes things a little bit easier for them to get coaching 
and start, you know, off the ground for the most part. Um, that, and they're also like more bought in. They love the weight room. And then maybe they are, they're even thinking about making a career out of it. So we love having student athletes that then transition into interns. I mean, one of the best interns that we ever had was Joe Segarra from the men's tennis team. Uh, we also had Sean Holland from the football team. We had Maggie Grossman from the soccer team. Like it is, these are some of the best interns that we've ever had because they invested so much time into the weight room. And now they're just trying to give that back to other student athletes. And I hear you, bro. And, and it's funny because I actually got a couple of them because we have an exercise science um, major here at Monmouth. Now I actually got some athletes asking me if they can intern for me in the summer, right? Football guys. Now I told them straight up, Hey, I don't want you cross interning within your own sport. Cause it's a hangout session. I don't want that. I said, and I told him just like this, Steve, I said, man, you know, training in the weight room, straight to conditioning. That's just like a regular class. If you want to come intern, that's like an honors class or like an advanced chemistry class. You know, you got your chemistry, you got your advanced chemistry. When you intern, it's not just, Hey, show up, help set up, make sure these guys do it. It's like, we actually had a curriculum that uh, you helped me create at Fordham. And it was your idea because you interned for, I think, Donnell Boucher down at uh, Citadel, right? Yes, sir. And I remember you have shown that curriculum. is okay. And that kind of opened me up to, hey, this is kind of how I wanted to do it. When I was the intern coordinator at Fordham, you were one of our former interns. We hired, brought you on full-time. Great. Like, you were like the best intern I, I've ever had, period. And then we became great friends, you know, through employment and whatnot. But Regardless of that, you helped me develop this idea that I had for a while based on your experience. And I want you to talk about your experience at Citadel, because I think a lot of people get lost in, you know, hiring interns, but not having them do anything outside of the setup, the help me coach, mark this off, whole type of deal. You know what I'm saying? Because we almost had it like it was like an honor system classroom. Like, hey, you're, you're coming here to learn. You're not coming here to just stand around. You know what I'm saying, Steve? No, exactly. And, and let me backtrack a little bit and say, like, you know, like I said, we love having student athletes that come and that intern for us after, you know, their career is over or what have you. Uh, but with that being said, you kind of hit the nail on the head saying like, hey, we know you and we've known you for, you know, three, four five years. So the expectation is almost even higher. The standard is higher. We're going to, you know, work you a little bit harder uh, because, you know, the other athletes and things of that nature. And then I also say like, uh, you know, something Coach Greer is kind of, and this is why it's good to have the entire staff helping out with the internship program. But something he's big on is, is setting expectations. And he's 100% right. And maybe something that I could do better with the next couple of classes is just make sure that the expectations are as clear as possible. Uh, but if you are a student athlete, you said it best. Like, yeah, we, we probably don't want you working with your same exact team. You know, we probably don't even want you working with other teams that maybe you're friendly with or, or what have you. Uh, but that expectation is just so much more if you're a student athlete. Um, and then, yeah, you know, as far as the internship program and kind of what, you know, we developed and I loved, you know, going back and forth with you and I really love what we put together. And then it's great now that we have the syllabus uh, every single semester. I'm not changing it. I'm just kind of adding one thing to it, to it, taking one thing out. Like it, it, and it's just this ongoing thing that just keeps getting better and better and better throughout the semesters because we sat down. I mean, it, it must have taken, I don't know we definitely hammered it at home in like an entire week. We just kind of sat down and just day after day, um, you know, just poured into this, this syllabus. Um, but, you know, kind of with that being said, um, I basically took everything that I learned from a bunch of different internship programs and just kind of meshed it in, you know, the good, the bad, the whatever. So with that being said, 
uh, the Citadel internship kind of gave me that structure. You know, this is the syllabus. Uh, you know, this is the this is exactly what we're going to have to do week after week after week. And I think having that structure was great. Um, you know, and some internship programs might miss the bus because they don't have that type of weekly structure or weekly syllabus. Um, but the best part about, at least in my opinion, the Citadel internship that I learned is we were told we had to train every single week. And hopefully we would train together. Most of the time we would, uh, and we would write the own programs. We would write our own programs. And, and I still remember those phases. I still remember those memories, those lifting sessions. Like I won't forget those forever. I still talk to, you know, that intern class that we had, uh, we still have our group chat going. Like those are times I'm going to rem remember forever. So the Citadel definitely set a massive standard, uh, in terms of that, that internship program. Um, I also did the Mike Boyle strength conditioning program and that, is an internship program based on doing the Mike Boyle program, doing every single phase of the workout so that when you teach it to athletes later on, you know the ins and outs, you've done it, and you can kind of give the athletes your own experience. Hey, when I did this movement, you know, I used to not be so good at it, but then I did this and I got better. Um, and there's also a big autonomy piece to that program in the sense that Mike Boyle gives you a, a really good framework of a program, and it's kind of on you to tweak the the program to specific athletes or teams or whatever it is so I, definitely the actually doing the program and executing the exercises but then also that autonomy piece of you know whether it be programming or, or live coaching during a session um you know and then fast forward I, i've done an internship at iona college and i did an internship at fordham university as well and you know both of those were extremely similar one under coach kelly shaver and then obviously under coach gill and you know you yourself but those were similar in the sense that it was actual coaching. And I, I, I really, you know, I, I have to say, like, I have to get it out there. That I, I think a lot of internship programs, they don't let you coach as much as, you know, maybe they should. And I was so, so lucky to go through Iona, to go through Fordham. Uh, and basically from week one, start coaching and have to coach a lot, like just as much as I'm coaching right now as an assistant strength coach. No, I hear that, man. I've been a part of some, I've been a part of some internships where same thing, day one, you're coaching, you know, not, not like the whole program, but obviously, you know, talking to guys, getting to know names and faces and whatnot, but you're, by week two, you're full go. And I had other, other internships where it just sucked, man, like six, eight weeks into it. And you're just like, the hell am I doing? You know, I'm just wasting lifetime, just standing in this damn room, you know, and I'm not going to name the school I was at, but it, it sucked, you know, whatever. Um, then I had other internships, you know, um, Right before I became a GA at Philly Dickinson, I was an intern there getting my uh, CSCCA, uh, what's it called, um, certification. And that was just great because I learned how to, you know, write a policies and procedures manual. I learned how to, you know, write a whole summer manual, a winter packet, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff that you don't learn, you know, either in a classroom or in, in just an in observational internship, you know. And I'm, I'm grateful to, you know, have worked with you and have developed that curriculum because it's something I'm installing here this summer um, now that I got my feet down. Um, but I, I think I think you're right, man. Just you have to have interns that come in and coach, not just help set a room up and break a room down. Because that's that's just bullshit free labor, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think, I mean, you you, you said it best. And I, I've been through internships like that before. Where you're kind of sitting there, you know, you're halfway done with the internship, and you're like, I I don't really know what I'm doing here. You know, I I feel like I'm going in circles, and I I don't know if I'm progressing uh, as much as maybe I'd like to. And you know, that, that kind of leads me to the point of like you need to a take an interns that kind of fit the culture, but also like have a culture. So coach Gill is, is massive on saying, Hey, like we are a tribe, right? So our staff, 
is a tribe, the head and the assistant strength coaches. But then also like with the interns, we are also a tribe. Like we, we try and build a culture, sure, with the student athletes. And there should be a foreign strength conditioning culture. But why can't that expand into some of the volunteers that we have as well? So, you know, something that we've done, um, you know, within the past year is we really sat down and we thought about like, what are the questions that we're asking these interns and are they going to fit our culture? And we started to interview them a lot more extensively. Um, and, you know, kind of going back to what coach career taught me was just setting those expectations. Like, Hey, we're, we're only going to take in interns that are going to, you know, truly blossom and truly fit our culture. And I think now that we got, we got to a certain point where we're getting a lot of, you know, applicants in, which is absolutely awesome. And we really get to build an amazing staff and, and, uh, Leading off of that tribe mentality, uh, we do certain things. So, like, last semester we started doing a challenge called the Barbarian. So, look, if you want to start this internship program, uh, if you want to be a part of this tribe, you have to do the Barbarian Challenge, which I'm nice. sure, you know, the, the listeners, they can they can Google it. They can, you know, Instagram it, whatever it is. Um, but just something to say, hey, listen, like, I really want to be a part of the Fordham Strength Edition staff. And not only do the interns do it, but full-time staff members, we all do it as well. I, I love it. I've seen you guys do it too. I've seen you guys post it, and I, I think that's awesome. That, that you know what? That, now you got my now you got my gears turning here, man. I think I'm going to have our interns do something <laughs> day one or day two after we introduce them to all the facilities, man. But I love it, man. Having that whole tribe. My, my bad. I, let me just say this real quick. Having that whole tribe mentality, dude. That fits Gil so much because he's that type of person. You know what I'm saying? And he'll, always, yes. he'll, he'll like he still texts me like he'll, like he'll cling tight to you, man. Like he he won't forget about you if you worked your ass off for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are a tribe. We are a family. And, you know, kind of with that being said, we just started doing the barbarian thing last semester. We'll keep it going every single semester. Um, but with that being said, like now that we finished, basically, we just finished the internship uh, last week and just kind of concluded everything um, and had our closing meetings. But with that being said, we literally just got to go through the pictures, the videos and the progression of the interns. And we got to review again like hey we started this internship we did the barbarian challenge and kind of looking through the progression was absolutely awesome it was really something special uh to look through how much these interns have grown over the last semester i mean one thing that i recently did is just started listening to different podcasts because i think you know the internship program is really something that could be special i regard the citadels program and also mike boyle's program is like two of the best internship programs in the country is down uh, and with that being said, I always want this program to get a little bit better. Podcasts, like I just listened to one of uh, Mike Robertson, who just goes over like nine, I think it's nine different keys of a good internship program or something like that. So I jotted down my own. Okay. Um, I don't have nine, but I have a couple. Uh, just kind of different ideas that I just spit out. And one of them was let them coach, right? And we kind of talked about that. Like that was a, a massive, massive piece of me developing as a coach. Uh, and just gaining like more confidence. But I, th I think it's definitely a huge piece that a lot of internship programs might miss the boat with. Um, and one thing that we do here is like, you know, like many internship programs do when you first start, you're not going to get an insane amount of responsibility. But as you kind of, you're going to earn that responsibility as the internship program goes on. We've had interns that go on to lead full teams because they do such a good job. And we're basically forced to have to progress them. Let me ask you this back. Like when, when you guys, I want to go back real quick on the hiring process and I, I'm big sure. on that real quick. And I'm big on that too, with what you just said, you know, if you can execute the simple things, we'll get you more complex. Um, I guess like things to do and whatnot, um, like leading a warm up and things like that, but going back to your hiring process, right. Cause it's kind of hard 
to hire interns in the Bronx, you know, any part of New York City, you know, any part of like, I want to say like this tri-state area, just because number one, like things are so expensive, like rent is expensive, Airbnb is pricey. Um, and, and we're like in these prime locations, like I'm at the Jersey Shore, you're in, you know, right in the biggest city in the world right there, you know, you know, there's so much things to do, but like, how do you, how do you, how did you guys go from, I remember when I was there, we would take guys that wanted to be personal trainers. We would take guys that wanted to be physical therapists. And we're like, I would just need to get interns in the building. Like, how'd you guys go from that to just like now starting to isolate and say, okay, we, we want certain criteria of guys and, and, and women that, you know, we look for in our interns. Yeah. 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 I, man, such an important question. I'm glad you brought this up, but I would say like the first part is, is the social media aspect. I mean, it, and it's something where, you know, nobody at a certain point was better than coach D down at the Citadel, um, you know, and having their program, whether it be making a YouTube video after this semester is over or what have you, and just always constantly putting things out on Instagram was massive. So I think one thing that we did a better job of, you know, this past semester, these past couple of years, we're just having a better social media presence. So you realize, all right, Fordham has a strength conditioning program. This is kind of what you can expect if you do take on this, this responsibility. This is where you start and this is where you end. Um, and then also the interview process. And, and like I mentioned and alluded to before, like this is something that Coach Greer was, was massive with helping out, of, like laying down the expectations, laying down exactly what we expect from you, exactly what you should expect from us with the program. So uh-huh. when we interview these applicants, like we try and keep it as clear as possible, right? Like this is what we expect from you. And this is what it is going to be. This is what we're going to expect. Can you do this? Is this something possible at this stage in your life? If it's not like, don't even start. Um, but if like, can you a lot, all these hours, can you uh, make living a possibility, transportation, all these different things that we have to think about? So we definitely started to basically lay down all these really, really important questions in our interview process. And it's really helped getting the right applicants. And then the last thing I would say is like trying to uh, get a better idea of, you know, support systems and stuff like that. Because, I mean, you know, maybe you could chime in on this a little bit, but I remember when I was doing my internships, like I'm. I was lucky to be in a good situation. I had a, a great family behind me. Uh, I had my parents that, you know, would be willing to help me out with a bunch of different things. I had my grandparents that'd be willing to help me out. I have, you know, my girlfriend, I have a bunch of different areas of support where it's like, all right, I could do this internship. You know, maybe it's unpaid. Maybe I have to move, you know, across the country. Maybe I have to worry about housing, transportation, whatever it is. Uh, but I think knowing and having that support system is so important because you're, you're probably going to need it at this stage in your career. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. That support system is huge. And I, I, I got very fortunate and lucky to have, you know, a, a wife that's just outstanding, understood my goals and my visions and stuck with me through the BS while we were just boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, and then engaged at, at that point. But dude, I remember in 2016, man, I was getting up at three in the morning to drive down to Rutgers. Right. So I, leave my house at about three 30, take me about an hour to get the Rutgers right in there at four 30. <clears throat> you know, we're early setup starts at like four 45, five coaching football from like six till like, I don't know, 1130. I'm out of there by 12 driving back to fairly Dickinson where I'm doing my GA from like one to six. That was done. And that was an unpaid GA. So I'm just getting my master's for free, not getting paid period. Working at a gym from like, it was like 10 minutes away from like 6.30 to like 9, 9.30 at night. 
And then I repeat that thing for like five months through the, or three months, whatever it was. It, it sucked, but I pushed through because I knew what the, the goal was and it all panned out for me. So, if, you know, for anyone listening, you got to grind it out, man. It ain't about getting paid. It ain't about, you know, what's this internship going to do for me? Just number one, bust your ass. Number two, show that you're quality enough for someone to recommend you to, to go either work somewhere, you know, be a GA somewhere. And, and you know, three, just, you know, like Steve said, if you, if you got that sports system, you know, go out there and take the risk, man. That's, that's all it's about. Yeah. And I, I think we basically sat down and we just thought about all these things. So I'm, you know, very happy to know people like you and know stories like that. Uh, I, you know, went through my own different struggles. Everybody at Fordham went through their own different issues and had to sack certain things. So kind of having that, when we interview these candidates, like we're thinking about that. Is this person willing to do that? And I think one of the best questions that we added uh, to our initial interview process is just, hey, listen, like, do you want to be a collegiate strength and conditioning coach at this level? And it, it, and it's so important. And we kind of span or maybe ask that a bunch of different times. We maybe, we maybe dig into it a little bit more. Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure that, you know, like you said, maybe you want to wake up at 3.30 a.m. Maybe, you know, you have to worry about driving X amount of miles. Maybe you have to worry about, hey, we might ask you to come in for a weekend thing or whatever it is. Like, are you sure you want to go through these things? And now I'm, I'm really glad to kind of be at the point in time uh, where we have a lot of applicants that say, yes, I, like, I want this. This is what I want to do. I've researched the field. I was referred to by, you know, ex-professor or whatever it is. Uh, and I'm willing to go through these things where maybe in the past uh, we had taken on interns that were kind of iffy when we had asked that question, if we had asked that question. No, I hear you, man. That's, that's a question I ask. And you're always, and you're always going to get the yes. And then you're always going to get the, well, I just want to see what, what goes on in strength and conditioning. You know, I remember at Ford, we had like w- one guy just like straight up bounce after like two weeks of it because <laughs> he is, this wasn't for him. You know, we've had times where we terminated, I think just once or maybe twice. I'm pretty sure once I remember one person terminated just because the expectations weren't being met. And it's like, listen, this, this, this ain't for you and you ain't for us, you know, type of deal. But then, you know, Oh my God, I'll be honest, man. We I'm, I'm in the, we're in the generation now where it's like, you know, you tell them what the job description is. They say, yes, they accept the position. Boom. They come to intern for you, you know, a week before you start. It's like, I, I can't work on Fridays. It's like, you, what? I don't want to work on Fridays, but I'm, I'm here. Our athletes don't want to train on Fridays, but they're here. <laughs> you're going to come, you're going to come in on Friday. Or what are we doing here? You know? Yeah. And you know, I, I, you definitely can't blame anybody because you never know different situations and, and whatever, and everybody has to do what's best for them. Uh, but it's the worst when somebody signs up for the internship program, they say they want to be in it. They say they want this, that, the other, they say they're willing to do everything. And then you spend the first, you know, one to two weeks, just kind of giving them, Hey, this is the entire rundown of Fordham strength. Conditioning. And then boom, after two weeks, they just quit because they can't handle it. And essentially you just wasted two weeks and it is what it is that, you know, it, it happens. And I, I would just say like the flip side of that is, you know, some of the interns that I mentioned before, whether it be, Coach Grossman, Coach Holland, or Coach Cigar. Like these are athletes that we've been pouring in information to for the past three, four, five years. Now they do the internship program. They learn even more. They get even better. And that's kind of the best part of this is that they've learned a little bit, you know, over their time as athletes. They kind of picked up, 
you know, different pieces here and there. Then they go through the internship program. They develop so much as good coaches and then boom, we kind of send them off and they're free to kind of, you know, go wherever life takes them. Not no doubt, man. Let's, so let, let, let's talk a little bit about the intern, like being in the internship. Right. And it's funny. Cause like I, I do all like polar stuff or force play stuff with football. And every time our intern sees, you know, shit I'm doing on my computer, they're always asking questions. And my, my question back to them is, can you coach a squat? Yeah, coach, why don't go out there? Teach me how to squat. Ah, teach me how to front squat. And then when they can't even get the, uh, the cueing right, it's like, okay, let's, let's not worry about the most advanced methods. Let's not worry about a gym aware. Let's not worry about, you know, reading a velocity-based research article or book right now. Let's worry about the basics. And I think that's one thing we hammered away at Fordham in our internship curriculum and something that in a week-to-week thing is, hey, hammer the basics. You learned it in a classroom, I get it, but let me see you apply it in a real-life setting. So let's talk about that week-to-week curriculum that we got going on, Steve, because I love it. I, I still use it, and one of our interns I did it with in this past spring as like a test trial, he loved it, and he learned a ton more doing that than he did it in his exercise phys class, which you you might get a lot of answers that way. But let's talk about it, man. Week one through week, what, 12 or 13? And just the advancement of every week, man, I love it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and I'd probably say like two of the biggest points that I jotted down that fall in line with this is that we start our interns slow and we let them fail. And that those are two big things that you kind of you'll see yep. uh, throughout the syllabus. But yeah, with that being said, basically how me and you kind of structured everything is I'd probably say the first three, four weeks are all based on programming. This is hypertrophy. This is strength. This is power. These are different ways uh, to achieve these goals in different capacities. Um then we kind of go into actually writing your first program. So I think we all remember, you know, our first Excel template. Uh, that's kind of where we start with this phase of the program. Excel, uh, troubleshooting Excel, formulas, everything like that. And, and mm-hmm. we do a big uh, chalk talk where we basically just sit down and we just troubleshoot different issues. Hey, this border doesn't look so good. Hey, my template won't print. You know, page layout is giving me trouble. This formula is giving me trouble. Uh, we we generally sit down for like 90 plus minutes, just kind of going over our templates and, you know, figuring out ways to make it better or why certain things don't work. And typically, you know, there's always that one formula that, that just doesn't work or, you know, you go to copy it and it just doesn't work. You go to drag it. It just doesn't work. Um, so we go into Excel. We go into kind of how to progress programs from week to week to week, how to progress programs from phase to phase. Uh, and that kind of con- concludes the programming section of it. Um, we also talk about warmups. We talk about energy systems. Uh, and then once we're done with that, we did a really good job kind of thinking about, hey, let's do one week of nu- nutrition. Let's do one week mm-hmm. about recovery. Let's do one week about interview techniques. Let's do one week about resumes. And the, the last, you know, maybe four, five weeks of the internship program, you know, me and you kind of sat down and just thought about like, hey, th- this is kind of the, the sand that's just going to fill the gaps. Uh, in terms of making a well-rounded individual who will hopefully get a job or a grad assistantship or another internship. No, no doubt. I, I think one of the best, because I remember there was a point where we did like a seven-week outline or eight-week outline, and we were like, how, how the hell do we finish this? Do we, do we extend a little bit here? And I think it was smart that we put that resume writing part at the end there, the cover letter writing part at the end there, you know, uh, how to interview at the end there, just because like internship's great, but if you don't know how to, like write a resume that can stand out. And I get it now. It's a lot of automated systems. And it's all about picking up a phone and saying, hey, I got a guy for it, right? But still, there's always places that, you know, they'll, they'll separate the piles of, of resumes. And if your stands out, that's great. If your cover letter stands out, it's even better. 
Um, but just having that whole professional development aspect of an internship where not a lot of internships have that. I think that's that that goes miles, you know, speaking of, a, a, you know, just an internship curriculum in itself. Like, hey, they, they help you all around, not just how to coach, you know? Yeah. And, and I think it's something we, you know, did a pretty good job of and something that I definitely learned a lot from the Citadel for is, is when you finish this internship, you should A, be a well-rounded coach, but you should also B, be interview ready. So you should know yeah. uh, different interview techniques, okay? How to show up, what not to do. You'll have your resume. It had, you know, it has already been edited by all the strength conditioning coaches with their own kind of backgrounds and ideas. And then you also have a program. So another thing that I forgot to touch on is throughout the internship program, you'll start by just writing a warm up, and then we'll talk about it. Then you just write, you know, one block and we kind of talk about that. And by the end of the internship, you have a full four week phase that if you do get a job interview and you're lucky enough to kind of, you know, be invited on campus or sit down, you'll have a program there that's ready uh, to be implemented with any specific team. No, no doubt. You're damn right. Because that, that does help when I'm um, having to present that information when you're at when you're at the site. Because it, it happens. It happened to me. It happens to everyone, you know, but. Um, another thing about the curriculum, we had assignments in there, weekly assignments, like research articles, research projects, you know, a sm small, quick book to read, you know, about a hundred pages. You can crush that in two days. Um, I thought that stuff was good. The YouTube videos and stuff like that. I thought that stuff was great just because it's not like, like, like I told my, uh, one of my interns, I said, Hey, these are people that, you know, friend of mine, Steve Giorgio and I chose and put in these YouTube videos and these articles because we trust their methods. We trust their coaching. We trust their ability to identify, you know, whether it's a video about speed, a video about strength and hypertrophy, a video about, you know, stuff like that. I, I thought that was awesome because it also gives people, um, not crutches. What do you call them? Like, um, like it gives them leads, you know, like if you, if, yeah, like if you're yeah. programming about speed, Hey, this is my speed guy. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to read some, um, What's his name? Uh, Lando. Is that his name? I forget his damn name. Yep. Lauren Landau. Yep. Landau. That's that's how you say it. Landau. That was Lando. Right. He's Denver Broncos strength coach. Right. He used to own a facility out there. Right. Um, but stuff like that. I, I, that's what I was telling one of my answers on my head. These are your go to guys. You know, whenever you need to develop a or create a speed program, that's your go to guy. You know, it's great to have other guys. But I think what we did was great. You know, we put the best of the best on there. And that's like, you know, do your research with these guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in order to truly prosper in this field, I think you have to know like where it started and, you know, kind of who the heavy hitters were. So I, I think one thing we did a really good job of was we sat down and just thought, Hey, like when I think of hypertrophy, you know, I think an intern should think of Charles Poliquin, uh, you know, obviously learning that from coach Gill and, you know, uh, that's a heavy hitter that they should know. Uh, so yeah. we kind of sat down and just thought, like, who are these legends and how can we incorporate those into the internship syllabus? But uh, if you remember, you know, and, and one of the major pieces about this syllabus is like we have our left side of the syllabus, you know, or, or our left column, which is these are assignments that you must do. These are things that you must read. But then we also have another side, which is kind of like, hey, if you want to read these other links, like 100 percent, you can. And this yeah, yeah. is kind of like the ownership piece. Like as an intern, you need to take ownership. And one of the biggest pieces that I took from you is a huge part of the internship that when I was taking it and when I went through it um, was just sitting down and having a conversation. And you could really tell who read the links from the previous week and who didn't just based on like we would just talk and we didn't really exactly know where the conversation was going to go. You know, sometimes there was a planned article or whatever. 
but it's like you can tell who's doing their homework and who is not who wants to be a strength coach and who does not yeah not definitely <laughs> we, we used to do before you interned first at fordham we had um no but it's it's, it's good to have debates too and that, that's a good debates. point i didn't that's know that exactly you know maybe something I'll, I'll bring back <laughs> but like man like too many of these kids you know damn well did not do the required readings they didn't watch you know and the good thing about YouTube is if you watch a YouTube video that maybe we give you, like right on the sidebar, you got 10 other videos that are related to that video. Like watch, you know, five of those, whatever, like spend some time on it. And, you know, with that piece, you'll, you'll get a laugh out of this. But uh, one of our men's tennis athletes, Joe Segarra, uh, who actually just completed our internship program, I made the mistake of sending him the syllabus a little bit earlier, you know, than maybe I should have. And the kid texts me back in a week before the program even starts. He's like, all right, I read the whole syllabus. What do I do now? Like, man, that's not how it's supposed to go. Uh, but you got people like that, you know, <laughs> in this field running and gunning, trying to get jobs. Um, and it's just awesome to see people like that. But you know damn well that certain people show up to the meeting and did not, you know, watch the link, read the article, question the article or the information or whatever it is, and just kind of, you know, doing it to get by. It's a sad part of, you know, certain people's lives nowadays. Yeah, nah, no doubt. I mean, it is because everyone's all about the um... – I hate, like, I hate to say the what have you done for me lately thing, but that's, that's even seen in sports now and in business too. It's like, hey, you know, what have you done for me lately? You know, a guy doesn't get a thousand yards in the season. He sees he's a terrible wide receiver, but needless to say, I mean, like interns, like I get it. You want to get paid if it's, if it's a volunteer internship, it's unpaid and it kind of sucks. But at the same time, if you're going to grind and go out there and get a job, we'll respect you a little bit more. You know, if you're just going to bitch complain about, you know, this, nah, I hate working for free, but it's like, all right, the same for you. Cause everyone, every, I bet every strength coach in the damn nation worked for free at some point in their life. And everyone knows it's true listening, right? All the OGs know it's true. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I've had an intern this past semester that I kept saying, Hey, stop worrying about what you want to get paid and worry about doing a great job. And then you will get paid what you think you should be compensated. You know, like he's all about making six figures and stuff like that. Steve, it's like, we ain't talking about pay right now, bro, because you ain't going to make six figures coming out the gate, you know? So so one of the best parts that I love about this staff and this internship program is that, uh, yeah, maybe technically I am the internship coordinator, but it's the team effort. So Coach Lilly, you know, will definitely help out if there's certain conversations or things that I'm probably not fit for. But the topic that you just discussed, that's a Coach, Coach Greer thing. I let him handle that thing. So – when there's a, you know, an intern that maybe needs to know, hey, listen, like we've, we've kind of been in your shoes, you know, maybe it was a little bit easier, but hey, maybe it was a little bit worse. You know, maybe mm -hmm. we learned, worked, you know, longer hours. So I let Coach Greer handle that. He does a great job. You know, I know for a fact that while he was interning, uh, he was also working at a YMCA. I think he was opening up that YMCA, doing a couple hours, uh, you know, going to the internship super early working all day and then going back to the YMCA to work, you know, a couple more sessions before he closed the damn gym up. Uh, so that's why he's a good candidate to give that, that uh, conversation to have that conversation. No, no doubt, man. I think everyone needs to hear those conversations because it's hard to hear from someone that's already getting paid, but to, to hear that, like, shoot, man, I was working at uh, interning at Rutgers and uh, a GA at Fairleigh Dickinson, both non-paid man, just driving freaking two hours a day, bro. That was tip. I got it done. You know, I didn't complain about it. I knew what the outstanding goal was going to be, but. Um, yeah, I think some, some, some of the, you know, volunteer interns might need to know some of those things like, Hey, trust me. I, I've done the three 30 mornings. I've done the 4am mornings. I've done the, you know, working 
while doing an internship, you know, and then on the opposite side, you know, probably with our, our last class of interns, I would definitely say like, they need the opposite. Like they need to be praised. They did a really good job. Uh, they worked, the, you know, they worked as hard as they could, did not complain, stayed later, showed up earlier, what have you, but like, but plenty of kids, trust me, I, I'm, I'm on the same, you know, page as you definitely need to know, like, Hey, we were there, you know, we did it. It's kind of normal to have these feelings or whatever, but Hey, listen, if you want it, there's somebody else that do, that's doing it better than you, that's showing up earlier than you or, or what have you. And it's a doggy dog world. We're trying to get a job. No, nah, no doubt. Let, let, let's, let's talk about that now that we're on that topic, man. Getting a job post-internship. Not easy. But then again, I don't want to say not hard if you busted your ass, but there has to be opportunities out there. What, where, where do you think is the landscape for the field now? Being that it's such a blown up field, it's saturated. I mean, back when I was a college athlete in 05 to 09, Steve, there was maybe, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was so many damn jobs, but they weren't, they weren't paying as much as people get paid now. And they were like 20 grand jobs, 30 grand jobs. Um, but now that the field's so much more saturated in 2022 going into 2023, there's only X amount of schools, right? You can only have so many schools with sports teams. You can always build another gym or start your own business. What do you, what do you think is the landscape for some of these interns? Do you think it's wise for them to try to do their own business or just continue to push to get into the field? Yeah, it's tough, man. I think you got to look at, you know, their values, their standards, everything like that. Like we have plenty of, of, you know, interns that come through here and, you know, maybe they're just better fit for the private sector and they can handle, you know, that lifestyle and they want that lifestyle. And then we have plenty of others that it's like, Hey, when they were an athlete, they like the weight room more than they like the court, the field, you know, the pool, whatever it is. And they're kind of built for strength conditioning. Um, and I would just say like, as an intern, like be so good that they can't refuse you. And by they, it's, you know, either the institution that you're working at or, another institution or maybe you might have to do another internship or you might have to do another GA. but I guarantee like if you're good if you put in the time if you show you know that staff that head strength coach that you really want to be in this field like they will either hire you make a spot for you or find a spot for you a hundred percent it's going to work like that um and I, I just think it, like I said if you work so hard like the, it, it will work out for you a hundred percent it's definitely not easy but um it all works out in the end, hundred percent. I think I think it works out. I think it shows more on the resume if you're. Now it's like a blessing and a curse, right? It kind of goes against you what I'm about to say. Interning at you know multiple locations because if you intern at like four different schools, it could say two different things for you. It could say you're great and you you haven't been hired yet because there's no opportunities, or it could just say. You know, you're looking for another opportunity. You're looking for another opportunity. You're looking to get into another network. You're looking to get into another network because the last one don't want to recommend you. You want to get into another network or your third school because the second school you worked at don't want to recommend you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a blessing yeah, and a curse. But I, I think you're right. You got to bust your ass so you can tap into those coaches' networks. But don't just be there to tap into the network and then burn those bridges, you know? Continue to bust your ass. And I think that's always the end reward for interns. Yeah. I, I'd probably say two things that I've seen in the you know recent past that I've really been intrigued on is is number one <laughs> if an in had done an internship with a school and you realize that they did that internship over multiple semesters so they didn't just want to put in one semester and you know that's kind of it i'm done i did my required hours i got my credits or whatever and now i'm just kind of done with this program like I, i've seen plenty of interns nowadays do multiple semesters and obviously yeah that makes it tough and situations may vary but that definitely stands out to me where it's like wow 
this kid really wants it. He's really putting in the time uh, and he's willing to put in more than what's just allotted. And then I would also say like, it's interesting when I, you know, will get emailed a resume, whether it be for an internship or a job and that respective strength coach, paid strength coach at that school, you know, doesn't follow up with an email or call or something like that. Like, you know, those good interns, if they're applying for your internship, <laughs> it's something that they've had already had spoken to the strength coach that they currently work with or for. And they're so good that he's got to give you a call. He's got to shoot you an email. So when you get a resume, you know, followed up by a friend in the game, shooting you a text, a call or whatever, that makes it, that makes the process so much easier. You know, especially if we're doing, we're talking about the Fordham strength and conditioning internship. If you recommend somebody, you say they're good. And, you know, I, I respect you. We've been friends in the game for a while. hundred percent. I'm going to take that kid. I might not even have to do an interview with them. No, nah, no doubt, man. No doubt. hundred percent. And I would say, you know, try to become unforgettable. Like if, if there's ever a day when you're not, this is my advice to people interning. If there's ever a day that you're not there and the athletes notice it, right. You're doing your job, right. If they, if they don't even notice that you're gone weeks into, you know, you finishing your internship or whatever you did, you just did a terrible job, you know? Yeah. And it, you know, probably the last thing I'll say is, you know, like what I, what my thought was, you know, just finishing the Fordham strength conditioning internship myself, knowing that, you know, a job had just opened up. It's like, all right, listen, I'm going to do whatever it takes, but you ain't getting me to leave. Like I'm, I'm going to find out a way I'm going to get this job or I'm going to get, you know, another internship here or whatever, but I'm going to, I basically thought of it in the sense that like, it's a competition. It's me versus Fordham and I want to win. And nobody's taking this job for me. So I, I made sure that, you know, interview was on point. Uh, I tried to be as professional as possible. I tried to make sure I, you know, checked off every single box. Um, and I know you were, you know, a massive piece of that. And, you know, obviously I'm forever grateful for that, but just make sure, Hey, listen, like I, I need to win this interview process. Nobody's going to beat me. It is a competition. It is personal. And that's another thing I'll throw out there. Interns, man, if there's like, it's funny, right? If there's four interns at a location, guess what? You guys are all competing with each other and not to be the top intern, but you're all competing with each other because if there's one job open and someone calls me, I'm going to recommend the best out of the four, right? Yep. 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 And you know, I, I think uh, an, an important way to think of it is like every day you are interviewing every single day and that's mm. everything from, and this is something that we kind of sit down with all the interns you know, week one or week two and just talk about it. It's like your attire. It's like, that's, that's part of the interview process. hundred percent. Uh, the way you conduct yourself in the weight room, maybe, you know, even the way, if we see you off campus, the way you conduct yourself there, uh, around campus or in the training room or, or in the lot, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but every single day you are interviewing for a job. It could be here. It could be somewhere else. Um, some of them understand and get that. And some of them just don't. It is what it is, right? Only the best survive. Strong survive. Yeah. Told my strength and conditioning, yeah. only the strong survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, anything else you want to touch base on, Steve? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really – the last thing I, w- I would just say is, is kind of the – the let them fail portion of the internship that I, I really do try and hit on um, in the sense that, like, we just had a class of interns. You know, we have another great class coming in. We have one of our women's tennis athletes. We're super excited. Like they're, they are not going to be perfect when they first start. And 
I got to know, all right, maybe I, unfortunately, maybe I might have to sacrifice. Maybe this warm up is not going to be amazing for the volleyball team or whatever, but this intern, it's important to me that they learn. It's important to me that they progress. And, and once I kind of learned that, I think the internship program really changed in my eyes. Like they're going to learn every warm up does not have to be a hundred percent. Listen, if it's 80, 85% there, if this block is 80, 85%, maybe they forget to say a couple of things. Uh, or this is, you know, kind of needs some cleaning up or the flow of the warm up is not perfect, but it will be in the future. So I'd probably say the biggest part uh, that we definitely emphasize here is like, Hey, they will fail. They will screw up. It's not going to be perfect at first. We kind of take some sacrifices. Um, but towards the end of the internship, you definitely see them progress. You definitely see them start to figure out certain things and learn, uh, which is definitely a massive, massive part about being a good strength conditioning coach. Definitely. I like that part that you guys put in there. Let them fail or let them see themselves fail. Not, a, not in a negative way, you know, because at the end of the day, like we're not perfect, you know, Players are going to make mistakes in the field. Coaches are going to call bad plays, bad schemes every now and then. You know, it happens, whatever, you know. You've never seen a perfect game outside of a couple of baseball pitchers. That's about it. But um, I like that part, man. That's pretty dope. You guys, I'm going to steal that from you now. Yeah, and it, you know, it's got to be organic. Like, if, if they do fail and you cut them off mid-sentence, you say, all right, you know, stop. We're going to do this or make sure you tie these bands like this or whatever it is, then how are they ever going to learn if you really – hold them and, you know, hold their hand throughout the entire internship program. Like, how are they ever going to learn? So, we, you know, we definitely pride ourselves on a good deal of autonomy. And obviously when a conversation needs to be had, we'll definitely have it. But yeah, we, we make sure we have that autonomy. Like, hey, listen, you're going to have to, it's like learning how to walk all over again. You're going to have to figure this out. All right, maybe, you know, you fall over, maybe you do this, do that, whatever. But by the end, end of the internship, I guarantee you're going to have that thing figured out. Uh, we definitely saw with this last class, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to some of the future classes. Now, no doubt. Same here, man. If I ever got an intern that's up north, and, you know, can't work for me, I'll send them your way, you know, because I already know how you guys work up there. So, Likewise. Yeah. All right, Big Dog. Listen, man, I appreciate you finally getting on this damn thing. I got to get you on a little bit more. We listen, man, I appreciate, I appreciate you inviting me. I, I feel like I'm in, a, I'm in a, an elite class right now. You've always been in elite class. You just never knew it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, I know it now. Like, 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 like Scotty Pippen on the Bulls. He finally realized <laughs> a couple years into a couple championships later, he, he was, you know, nice as hell. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm more like Dennis Rodman, man. I'll sacrifice my body. I don't care. There you are. You act like Dennis Rodman, too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Start putting yeah, red you spots act like a, on you. You act head. like a bench player, though. That's because that's all I am now. I'm a, I'm a veteran bench player. I'm like that. I'm like a second string quarterback that just like collecting 15 million a year, chilling behind the starting QB. Like, Hey, you threw a pick. That's why you threw that pick, bud. Get him next time and walk away. That's what I do now. You're more like an armchair quarterback. That's what you really are. <laughs> get out of here. bro. I got to get you off of here before you start exposing me a little too much. You're right. You're right. Well, listen, I, I appreciate it. And uh, whenever you want, man, I'm happy to come on again. <laughs>